Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and to and this is the Casual Fridays REI Podcast. Today, we're talking about gratitude. Before we do that, though, let's talk about propertyaccess.io, guys, because the days of pulling a list and mailing everyone only to waste time on bad properties is over. With our help, you can spend more time working on deals you know you want to purchase because we'll take your data, we'll break it down each parcel into four boxes of access so that you can decide your risk tolerance, who you mail, and what you're willing to offer. So go check it out at propertyaccess.io. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. Man, I spent a lot of time this week in a car. Yeah, I was thinking that too, like two separate trips to Oklahoma. Yeah, both 12, 12 plus hour days there and back. Lots of stories, lots of fun, but also lots of time to think about life. Okay. And and it's funny, so like Tuesday we went up and looked at an RV park. This guy gave us these numbers, and I'm like, man, I look at the RV park, and I'm like, man, these numbers are right. This, thing's, this is going to be a home run. Get back look at it and start running the numbers of comparable properties around it. I was like, man, we're the numbers are estimated probably about 20, 30% high. Huh? And so then you start running, running that due diligence down and like the dreams of that drive there and back of what I could do with this RV park. And then actually seeing the hard cold numbers, I was like, Oh man, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I know it's not land, but it's one of those things. It's kind of always been on the radar. Opportunity came up. So I went to look at it. Well, it's kind of land cause you can just own the land and have, you know, yeah, collect a lot rent. That, yeah, that is land. That's yeah, and that's and that's you're you're exactly right. So it it, it is, and the, the cool thing about this, it had city sewer and city water. Mm, that's important. That's very important because it's already there. Um, but in the process, I got to meet two really cool guys. Uh, one's a broker here in DFW, and the other one, he's a real estate investor from the DFW area, but he moved into the cannabis industry up there to work with his son. Really, really cool operation. They actually crush the flour, take the oil, give it back to the growers so they can sell it, and then they sell the oil. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, that shows how little I know because I didn't know you could crush that stuff and it would get oil out of it. Yeah, it squeezes. That's where that THC oil for your cartridges and stuff like that. There's a special mixture. I think they do butane and something else. But he took us on a tour of the facility. Great facility. Super high rev guy, which is not normally the people type of people I get to see. And he made me feel slow. Especially in the marijuana industry. You figure they'd be like, hey, hey man. Come check this out, bro. Yeah, no. I will say that I, doing the tour... I walked over hefty bags full of marijuana. He had a freezer full, and he was telling us they process about 3,000 pounds a, month, or a week. So that is just insane to me. Yeah. I mean, I, the, when you said that you were, like, wa- walking through his office or something like that, and you're like, I'm having to step over the, that was Yeah, that was, that was in the intake room, and they had taped them up, banded them to follow all the procedures and state laws in accordance with the court, Oklahoma. But it was, like, just big lawn, like the 50-gallon bags just wrapped and gone. And I'm just like, God. Lee. Three pounds a week doesn't seem... 300? Uh, oh. 3,000? Oh, 3,000 pounds a week. Yeah. Oh, okay. 300. Okay. I think he said they get 300 a day in. Wow. And they can process up to 3,000 a week, if I remember the numbers right. Wow. That's so, huge. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was excited for you for the RV park because that's... Um, those are cool. Like you just own the land and hopefully the people pay you the... The rent. rent. Yeah. yeah. And again, a great, great uh, opportunity. Um, one of the things about me, one of my... Guys, I consider a mentor in life in general is a, it, we were in a Cobra club together. We've become friends since, but he's owned a couple and exited those RV parks. So 
leaning into your network and saying, Hey man, what, what do I need to look for? So he gave me like a, a list of like 10 questions. He's like, these are really big because these are going to be your exit with an institutional buyer. And it didn't hit a couple of those. So we right off the bat, I was like, Oh, well, you know, we're kind of, kind of risky as it is, but it being two and a half hours away made it a no go of a deal. Well, then your other one, you got to take a client to look at some land. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was fun. And I, so it kind of, so gratitude, we're going to talk about that in just a second and get a little bit more in depth in that. But, you know, I was sitting there thinking, a guy said, he calls me on Tuesday and says, Hey, I want to go to Oklahoma, see the land I bought from you. Okay. He's local. His wife actually bought it and he didn't know they were buying it until they signed because she was moving money from inside their LLC and from one property to another uh, property so they could save on the, the uh, taxes on it. And so we, um, get up there and I'm driving up there and I'm like, man, how many people can just take off and go hang out on a piece of property in the middle of the day? But we dropped off uh, his friend that wanted to come with him and he just started fishing in the pond there. And so I got a couple pictures of it, but he, uh, he caught 15 fish in an hour and a half. We were sitting there. Dang. He's like, man, this is a great day. Is he just a good fisherman or was that just luck of the, just the stocked pond, man, just going after it. And they were, they were about two, three pound bass. They weren't massive, but they were enough to have fun with light tackle. So Anytime you go fishing, you can catch something on a regular basis. Somewhat exciting. Yeah. I have a cousin whose, like, dream is – he's 16. His dream is to be a pro fisherman. Really? And I just thought, well, aren't you just throwing it out there? Isn't it, like, lucky how – he's like, mm, no. Well, I, so I, I'm going to I wanna play on that. I mean, we tell people that it it's a lot like fishing when you send out letters, right? And so we're just sending out a bunch, and hopefully you're getting one. There's a little bit of luck, but there's also having that avatar deciding what the fish you're trying to fish for and how you're actually attacking that. So that makes I mean, sense when you yeah, say like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I figure he's, he's not he's not wrong. He's not <laughs> wrong. Um, in this situation, the guy just had a bait and was throwing it out and seeing what he came back with, and um, the, it was bringing back brought it back massive perch, but a bunch of little bass too. So mm. kind of fun. But gratitude. Last week we did greed. So gratitude being the opposite of greed, kind of a yin and yang experience here. Mm. I, th- I and, and for me, you know, it was a the gratefulness to being able to take off and go with a client up there. You know, they paid well for the property. It was a, a, a very, very nice piece of property. I talk about properties that I would want to keep for myself. And this was in the top two for me that I would want to keep for myself. They made an offer I couldn't refuse. And then I leased it back from them. So I still get to use it. We got to play with it. But, you know, we talk about the, the gratitude of doing this. And I think so many people get hung up in this process of wanting to know like why they haven't made a million dollars yet, why they haven't made a hundred thousand dollars yet. Versus just the little bit of money they can make or making a profit and how that actually affects their life and changes their life. Yeah, you're essentially like talking about enjoying the ride. Is that kind I, of what you're saying? I don't want to say. Moment, yeah, like. I don't want to say necessarily enjoying the ride. It's just you see so many people that are get angry about this deal that went wrong or deal that, but they they forget that they've done say in the course of a year done four deals and they made a hundred grand. How many W twos actually make that? Mm-hmm. And that they found this space or found this niche that they could possibly make enough to change your life. But you know, the little, the little blips of money along the way, it's just, we, we, we forget the sim- simplistic nature of this. Yeah. Well, I think forgetting that simplistic nature is just human, human nature, you know, like yeah. it's so hard to focus on things like gratitude. I'm definitely guilty of it. You forget along what, like along the way you forget everything that you have. Like, and I had that moment this week cause I got to uh, go do some things with Sarah on Tuesday that she was scared to do. I got to go with her and mm-hmm. I was thinking, I didn't have to tell anybody that I was yeah. taking the day off. I didn't lose any money. I didn't have to put in PTO requests. I got to be there for her. Like, you know, at that moment I was like, okay, like this, this is awesome. But you don't always think every single day, wow, yeah. look how great I have it. Yeah. Should you though? Should you be able to wake up in the morning? And that, so I've made a focus on this and I haven't told you this yet, but for the last two months, 
every morning I get up and think about each one of the kids and, and my gratefulness or gratitude for what what's going on in that day in life. And that day, that day, like, OK, hey, I'm grateful for the kids are healthy. You know, Jessica seems to be happy. Um, we, we live an OK, comfortable life. We don't have to worry about food today. We don't have to worry about electricity because, you know, we uh, we got to meet um, Josh, who brought his Ukrainian uh, family over and thinking about them coming through the airport with one suitcase and one carry on between the two of them, a mother and a child. Dude, that that struck me in a way that I'm like, okay, man, I'm I'm gluttonous, I'm I'm greedy, I'm all these things. When I need to get back to the basics, is simple and simplistic. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, it, it's probably one of those things that every person should get up every day and say what they're grateful for. You know, I mean, because like I said, it's just super easy to overlook it. I, you get so focused on the what you have to do for the day. I, I agreed, and I and I just kind of. That it's so we talk about investing with intent or buying properties with intent. We know what the exit's going to be. We know what the access looks like. We know what the topography looks like. Why don't we take our life and do that? And I and I'm not. I'm that's a rhetorical question. I'm not going to ask you to say that. But it's. I think that you're exactly right. We speed through this life and we're worried about the next material thing or we're worried about this versus saying, hey, luckily I get to make these choices. You know, I joke a lot like, oh, do I want to put a five speed in a Mustang or not? Oh, first world problems. My third car. Do I decide what I want to do with it? And it's mm-hmm. it's. Uh, Sometimes I feel guilty of that, and I, and I shouldn't because I've worked hard for it, but at the same time, it could all go away, and I need to be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you could start taking steps today. You could sell that car right now. Yeah, I could. <laughs> you could do everything you wanted <laughs> I right could, now. I could. I could. I could. I could. <laughs> Move it all down into one suitcase. Yeah, and, I, and I, I would challenge people to walk through their room or walk through their house and say, you got one suitcase. What would you put in it if you had to leave forever? Mm. And not knowing if you're ever going to see that house again. Yeah. Could you do it? I mean, if I had to. If, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's yeah. bombs falling <laughs> yeah. around you like the war in Russia or yeah. Ukraine, Russia, you could. But like what what would you prioritize if you had you only had one suitcase to take with you? What would you prioritize? And are those the things you focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have like two, three things in my life that I will always have. OK, so I would pack those things. OK, but other than that. Are you OK with sharing those? I'm curious what they are. Oh, uh, my light on, on the okay. desk. Um, and then I have. Like the only remnants left of my grandfather's company, like the okay. Cromer's Ice thing, okay. I would take that, and then I have a challenge coin for my dad. Okay, cool. Where's the challenge coin at? Do you have it here? No, it's at the house. Okay, cool. I'd like to see it one day if I can. <laughs> okay. I'm curious of it because I know the other two things, and I know the stories behind them, and I'm, I I think that's awesome that you you've picked that up and you would take that. So I like I and I and I say that and I say that to our listeners. I would challenge you to walk through, and I say that again, and I'm repeating it. I know, but I would challenge you to walk through and. And say, prioritize what that stuff is. And are you focusing on it? Are you moving to it? Because, you know, I go back to when we broke Coffee Money Real Estate and so many people got to buy $50 properties and they made $500 to $1,000 back. While today, if you told me that deal, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It just sounded like a waste of time almost. But how many people did it really change their life? Because they had an extra $1,500. They had an extra $1,000. They could put that together. And I, and I, I, I try, I, and I make a conscious effort of not to display or like a downplay a small deal. While you know, I would, I could, I didn't even have to look at the board, but and see what all's out there. You know, we've bought several multi-million-dollar ranches this year, but even I bought a bunch of cheap five-acre properties just to play with over the winter, where they were twenty-five hundred bucks and they're going to sell for ten to twelve thousand dollars. While that's not super attractive, if I'm a guru or I'm this multi-millionaire real estate guru with my Rolex and Lambo. At the end of the day, that seventy five hundred bucks, if you did that once a month, your life is changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what ninety, 90 grand a year. Ninety grand a year. Yeah. And I would I would beg to ask, and and I and I 
you don't have to answer this in comments. You don't have to call in and tell us this, but I would tell you to evaluate what's your W-2 make. And if you're going to shit on a deal like that and you can't cover it, if you could do that deal once a month, then you're not being grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. It's not seeing, I don't talked about the other day, the, that TikTok thing where it's always asking people what they make. Yeah. Right. I watch it all the time. There's not very many people that make over yeah. 70, 90 grand a year. Yeah. Guys got two degrees and a master's degree and make $60,000 a year. And you're going, holy shit, I made that on a deal last week. And and it's, you know, the, the game becomes is how many times can you do it, but can you hold on to it in a bad time? And I'm a huge believer in that karma, that, that, that piece of saying, hey, I can help somebody else and being grateful in it. And that comes back and it, and it helps you in the energies of the universe in some weird way. I believe that. And I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I believe that that energy is reciprocal as we pass it on. And so that's why I'm always throwing these giveaways at you and trying to give back, give back, because we're grateful for what we get to do with the podcast but also in our land business too, what we've learned, who we've gotten to partner with and how that's paid dividends for us in our life. Yeah. I can't even talk about that enough. The whole gratitude of what the podcast has done for us. Yeah. Everybody we've met. And I was telling this with Sarah the other day, cause you know, we're planning a, all planning a Vegas trip Yeah, and we had something going on that week. And I'm like, well, you know, I hang out with my friends on zoom <laughs> three got, days a week. I got and, zoom friends and they all want to be at the same place one day. So I feel like we should go to that. Yeah. No, I, it's, and that's huge. And it's a, and I met all those people through this, right? Yeah. That's where I was going at. Yeah, no. And that's, and that's great. Cause I mean, I, I've met, I, I saw this thing the other day. I said, a friend will become a client will become a friend quicker than a friend will become a client. And I, um, I don't know if I have really any, I've got a couple of families that have bought properties from me that I've, were friends prior to, but out of a thousand deals, that's only two people or three, maybe, um, out of, out of the group of people that we've had bought courses and done consulting and stuff, there's there's guys that I know more about them and their family than I probably do about people I've been friends with for 20 years, whether their struggles with cancer or their struggles with their children and not having custody or their their life changes in this new journey they're taking in. And you get to these intimate moments and you share these moments with them, whether they're having twins, what Brian did, um, like JT traveling the world, and you, and you see them leaving their careers and making these big, huge leaps of faith and you get to see that. And that's to me is amazing because that energy is just reciprocating. We get to be excited for them. We get to do that. And so when, when I see somebody else who made that leap of faith and maybe went into it and they're just mad about it, it's like, dude, if, if you're not happy, go chase happiness elsewhere because that negative is just going to stay on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to look at it from that, that positive, fresh perspective because you get the shit kicked out of you day in and day out as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a solopreneur, I think that's what one of the terms that you used early on with us. And I, I, I hadn't heard, um, a lot that you're in this journey alone. And while we try to add that community and partnerships and things like that, it's a, you have to look at it from a positive, grateful mind space or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Cool. Well, um, it's Friday. Got a wedding tonight to go to and then dueling pianos tomorrow at the winery. So very nice. If you, got, if you, you what do you got? I got football both nights. Title Town, baby. <laughs> Title Town. You may see an Adam on the next edition of Title Town. <laughs> like Cheer Dads or something. Cheer, cheer Dads of Title Town. You should pitch the show to A and E. It would go beautifully. <laughs> they start as young as third grade. You know, the fourth grade is first cheerleaders. No, no. Oh, I don't know when they start, but I was gonna say our fourth grader is cheering with the high school cheer team tonight. Okay. And so we got to be there for that. Did she get the dance down? Uh, yeah. I. I no doubt in my mind she does. I don't okay. know, but knowing the cheer coach in our house that <laughs> probably does. Okay. And then tomorrow's uh, the cheer game, but tomorrow's also the first homecoming game for the oldest dog. This is the very first one ever. So. She didn't go to homecoming last year. They didn't have it. 
They didn't have homecoming last no, year. No, COVID stuff. Wow. They're still not having them, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. So you got a big mom? They're not, they don't do moms. They don't do moms. That's what the that's what she told us. But of course, Sarah was like, nah, I don't believe that. So they went to the florist to, to get something, and the florist told them, yeah, the high school people aren't really doing that anymore. Really? That's what she said. How do you get rid of the traditions in the South of moms? Well, it's for the, the younger kids are still doing it, but um, I guess they're too cool to wear those things, you know? Uh, did you you had a garter, didn't you, every year? Uh, I think so. I mean, I know so, but I don't. I never wore it out because I was like, this thing looks stupid. I wore it to one football game. And I was like, God, I feel dumb with this thing on my arm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think. I had one I kept for a while. I kept a couple of them for a while. Like, they were in that box of high school stuff, like memories and whatnot. Yeah. I have no idea where that thing went. I think I had to throw it out because it had other girls' names on it. Mm. That'll happen. That'll be married life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up, get these guys on the road. Um, but, yeah, hey, thank you for listening this far, and we do appreciate everything you've done with us. Yep, I agree with that. So, um, uh, as always, do us a favor, guys. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe. Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening. Like, wherever you and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.